Joining us on the line now to discuss Boris Johnson's ouster from the Conservative Party is Douglas Carswell. He's president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, who's previously a member of British Parliament for 12 years. He co-founded Vote Leave, the official campaign that won the Brexit referendum. Douglas, thanks so much for joining the show. Good to have you. So let's talk about what just happened with Boris Johnson. For those of us who have not really been following British politics all that closely, the last time we really saw Boris Johnson is when he was winning an overwhelming mandate in December of 2019 to the consternation of many in the media left. Since then, obviously, a lot has cropped up. He facilitated Brexit. It was controversial, but he did it. That was his major accomplishment. It seems like it's been downhill ever since. So what exactly happened such that he is now leaving his own party? This is, this is a tragedy, a tragedy for Boris, someone I, I regard as a friend and I was a supporter of, a tragedy for conservatism in Britain and a tragedy for the country. Boris won the largest conservative majority since the days of Margaret Thatcher and seems to have squandered it. He got one of the big things right. He got Brexit right. He, he made Brexit happen. Um, but he seems to have got many of the other big decisions profoundly wrong. I, fundamentally, I think he's been brought down by having the wrong policies on energy, which means that there's a cost of living crisis, by supporting the net zero um, policies to try to eliminate all, all carbon emissions. He's basically priced the UK economy out of being prosperous. He, he's got it wrong on taxation. Britain now has the highest burden of taxation since the 1950s. And he's got it wrong on inflation. Uh, the government has printed money, uh, meaning that initially people thought they were rich. Um, in fact, it turns out prices are rising in Britain almost as fast as they are in America. Now, some people will say it was unlucky. COVID came along and blew his administration off course. But that, that's simply wrong. It, it's the government's lockdowns. It's, uh, you know, there was never a lockdown that the Boris administration was offered that they didn't take. And that's fundamentally what I think has got them into this mess. By shutting down the UK economy and borrowing vast amounts of money to pay for people to sit at home for two years, of course, the country's broke. So, Douglas, That's what comes next for the Conservative Party? So, so Johnson is going to stick around as prime minister until he's effectively ousted. He's no longer the leader of the Conservative Party. There's going to be some internal move by the Conservative Party to, to replace him as party leader. There are a bunch of candidates who are up for the job. There, there's a lot of consternation about whether the Conservative Party can actually retain the coalition that Johnson built in December 2019 because he was sort of a unique figure. What do you think comes next for the Conservative Party over there? I, I think they're in a bit of a mess. I mean, there are lots of contenders, but none of them are really substantial figures. Um, and I think if you look at many of the people in the Johnson cabinet, some of them, are, are, frankly, were pretty mediocre people. So I think conservatism in Britain is is in a bit of a, a bit of a crisis. But before we focus on the personality, who's going to become the next leader of the Conservative Party and then the Prime Minister, I think conservatives in Britain need to ask the fundamental questions. What are they for? If they are just a, a, a slightly more competent version of the centre-left party, then um, there's no point in having a conservative movement at all. I, unless the Conservatives in Britain get it right on the big issues, uh, lower taxes, fighting inflation, having the right policies on energy, then everything else comes second. And right now, the Conservative party in Britain doesn't seem to have an underlying philosophy. They don't know what they stand for. They don't actually believe in liberty. They pay lip service to lower taxes, but they raise them faster than any socialist government has ever done in Britain. So what comes next, I think, for the Conservative Party is either a long period in opposition or a renewal of belief in basic fundamental conservative philosophy. Without that, they're lost. So you know, let's say that the Conservative Party, you know, the, the internal divides inside the Conservative Party are too much for them to overcome. 
what are the alternatives in, in Great Britain right now? Obviously, Labour has been taking it on the chin for a while. They had the whole debacle with Jeremy Corbyn. It's unclear which direction that party is going to go. So it looks like, as you say, not, not only a mess for the Conservative Party, but a mess for the country. Yeah, what is actually, and this is a real danger point for the United Kingdom, um, the Labour Party has not actually managed to really capitalise on, on the failures of the Johnson administration. They're ahead in the polls, but only marginally. The chances of them actually forming an administration on their own are, are pretty slight. So the danger is that if there was an election, you would see a left-wing Labour Party going into coalition with some pretty unsavoury bedfellows, the Scottish nationalists who want to break up the United Kingdom, um, the Greens, who believe in making the energy crisis even worse and would end up making us dependent on Putin for our energy needs. So I, I think there's a real, a real danger moment for the United Kingdom here. The Conservative Party, I think, desperately needs to pull itself together, produce a competent leader who actually believes in Conservative principles. One of the most shocking things about the Johnson administration is the full-on embrace of left-wing green ideology. If you believe in left-wing green ideology, you basically end up running a country the way Nancy Pelosi runs California. It's not a great way to run any society. So, Douglas, you know, when, when you look at the failures of Boris Johnson, what caused him to do this? There was nothing that forced him to repeat the, the silly environmentalist nostrums of the left. There's nothing that forced him to embrace high taxation. Uh, what drove him to these policies? He, he had to know that this stuff was not going to work out well. It, it's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, it, he was a newspaper columnist. And if you read some of his brilliant newspaper columns in the decade or so before he became uh, a, a politician, he clearly intellectually understood the case for conservatism. And yet in office, he ended up running an administration that did the very opposite. I mean, to give you an idea, his administration banned the use of plastic drinking straws. That's the sort of thing you would expect from a left-wing socialist. Um, he, he raised taxes. I, I think the real problem is he's a lovely guy, but he has no inner philosophical belief. And like many newspaper columnists, he flits from one new idea to another. And I think that's a very dangerous thing to have in a politician. The pursuit of the, the novel and the faddish and the fashionable um, ends up taking you far, far, far away from blue collar voters. And that is fundamentally where I think he's gone wrong. That's Douglas Carswell, president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, previously a member of British Parliament for 12 years and one of the leaders in the Vote Leave movement that won the Brexit referendum. Douglas, really appreciate the time and the insight. Thank you for having me on.